Oh, my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And did you hear the way my voice fucking went up? It was like, I'm Doom! I, d I did. I was gonna say, and <laughs> Doom just hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna read a book today! <laughs> His balls just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. In your mouths! <laughs> oh, sick burn. <laughs> Yeah. That's not very literary. Well, <laughs> what was that? I don't think they talk like that in Oprah's book club. <laughs> uh, no, but our intro, they talk like that, I bet. Maybe. We have grade A celebrities in our intro. <laughs> Damn straight, Skippy. And then there's fucking me to slum up the joint. To ruin it, yeah. Yep. So yeah, we're back for our second fucking episode. You were supposed to get pumped and growl and shit. It's book club, man. You're supposed to keep it civilized. Oh, are you? Supposed to keep it proper. Fuck that. <laughs> so yeah, we're back to talk about the next, what, two chapters of Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden? Right, chapters three and four, if you're following along at home. Which, which I really hope somebody does. Yeah, I was going to say, please, follow along at home. Read the book with us. Yeah, this was kind of meant to be interactive. Yeah, and then, you know, in between episodes every week, either tweet or email us and say, you guys are fucking stupid. You met, you should have talked about this, assholes. Somebody read along with us, man. We're lonely. And fuck it, let's just put it all out on the line. We're recording and banking a couple of these just so we don't miss a week. I fucking divulged our deepest, darkest secret. Yep, and these doesn't matter how far ahead of ourselves we get, unlike the weekly yeah. episodes that we were banking, or the, not the weekly, but the regular episodes. Those quickly get really uh, dated. Yeah, we've noticed. Because, I mean, people are, st let's nail this down in time. People are still like, when are you guys going to talk about Scooby Apocalypse? Scooby Apocalypse, when are you going to talk about that? The issue came out two months ago. Well... This coming week, episode seven, where we talk about Scooby Apocalypse, <laughs> Apocalypse drops. Yes, I'm fran frantically trying to edit it now. <laughs> well, you've been busy, but fuck it, we gotta stay on target. Yes. Let's dive into it, I guess. But as we have to say at the beginning of every episode, though, just so people know, huge spoiler alert for Star Wars as a whole, the book, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which this book is technically a part of just spoiler alert we're gonna be fucking talking about every fucking inside and out detail of star wars on this yeah and there's no telling where the conversation may go so there's no way to uh give you specific spoiler warnings so it yeah. could be anything and it gets annoying if you know we're getting ready to talk about something and it's like and then oh wait sorry spoiler 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 alert so let's just get it out here at the front for everything Star Wars, spoiler alert, you've been warned. Proceed. Okay, so last time uh, we ended at Chapter 2, the entire Marin planet had been uh, 
taken over by the separatists and the whole, I don't know, did they ever say all of them? I guess they did, huh? They, they basically like wiped out the entire population. The entire population of the planet is gone, but, um, but the separatists like, have moved is, in. Yeah. But like Voss's little buddy. Well, yeah, Ash, yeah, yeah. He's one of the few survivors. Right. That whole planet's been taken over by the separatists. The people have been wiped out. Uh, the Jedi Council have decided that they can't let Dooku live any longer. Like, this is getting ridiculous. And they've decided to send out a Jedi with the express orders to assassinate Count Dooku. And um, we find out in Chapter 3 exactly who that Jedi is. Quinlan Voss was on an assignment trying to break up a black market operation. Um, in Chapter 2, we see him... Uh, Recalled to Coruscant to the Jedi Temple, and that's where we left off. And we start off Chapter 3, where they truly reveal that it is indeed Quinlan Voss. Uh, in Chapter two, 2, they didn't exactly say his name. That's true. He was undercover, so they used his uh, undercover identity to refer to him. Quinlan's sort of reminiscing about... Right, when he gets back to the temple, he's kind of... Thinking back to when he was a kid and his the time that he spent in the temple, because um, apparently he doesn't get back very often. He's usually on, like on deep cover assignments. So, which he... could actually explain my question from last episode, where I asked, "Why doesn't Dooku recognize him?" Right. Yeah, I was going to bring that or up. Why was, wouldn't? Was was yeah. that he's you know yeah he would be familiar with all the people in the temple, but that doesn't mean Quinlan Voss was around that much. Because yeah. clearly he's not around that much. Because, like I said in the last episode, I he's got to be around uh, Qui-Gon's age, but... Yeah, in fact, I think, as... if I remember correctly, in the Clone Wars episode that he was in, um, didn't wasn't that the first time that Ahsoka or Anakin, one of the two, was the first time that they had ever met him? Like, they, they had, it's one of those things where they had heard the name, but never it, actually it, it... met him. I would think it has to be um, Ahsoka because Anakin, doesn't he meet Quinlan here in a few minutes in Chapter 3? Oh, for the first time? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. No, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. think it was. I think he knows him. Yeah, I, I got confused for a second. I thought this was before those episodes. <laughs> no, this is... <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not fucking stoned or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I never have been, man. Yeah. So, let's get back on track. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know about those episodes. That's another one of those things, like, I kept saying last episode, I should have done more research. I've been fucking working on other shit for this pod. Mm -hmm. It just slipped my mind. So, hopefully before we record next time, I can re- Or, yeah, I or both of us can rewatch those episodes so we can get a little bit more context. I had intended to, and then I didn't either. Well, it's like, I meant to Google- the morons. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to, you know, Google them and try to get a visualization, but as you said, there wasn't one anyway. I just forgot to Google it, though. But yeah, don't bother. They ain't <laughs> out there. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought it was interesting, like him taking a walk down memory lane when he gets back to the, the Jedi Temple. I thought it was interesting, too, and later they they actually have a scene where they're eating lunch in like the jedi cafeteria yeah that was kind of so, strange wasn't it yeah it kind of reminded me of harry potter like they yeah, all go to the great hall for lunch yes and it's one of those things where yeah i got the same harry potter vibe from it but you're not really used to seeing jedi do those mundane like mundane fucking... yeah they might as well have had somebody taking a shit yeah <laughs> hurry up i gotta get in there <laughs> they're struggling with the flush they're like oh come on it's not that big a fucking dump whoosh whoosh come on go down can somebody get me a plunger <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking lightsaber plunger <laughs> and you fucking <laughs> snake the drain with it blarp, blarp, blarp. oh they do have lightsaber or laser whips <laughs> yeah is that canon? Well, that'll snake a dream I don't know I don't think that's canon. We can't use that in our toilets. I can. It's in my canon right now. I'll just use a force push. <laughs> that's what he was using to get the turd out. Or... <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, so we're keeping it classy. Yep. All the way to Christmas. Sorry. Let's get back on track. Right here, they actually mention the um, episodes where Quinlan was around on, I guess it was Nal Hutta, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where they were tracking down Zero the Hut. Right. Yeah, I was glad they, they included that because I knew he had been in the series once because I remember it being a big deal. Everybody was shitting their pants because, oh my God, they're actually going to put him in something. Yeah. Then the, then the reaction was, well, that wasn't what I expected him to be like. Really? Did people not really like the episodes or what? No, I think they liked the episodes. I think they maybe like the characterization wasn't the way they thought. Well, see, it, like I said before, they had a lot to choose from because Quinlan had a lot of personalities in the comics and novels and all that shit. They had some versions of him where he was like a hardcore badass that felt like he was going to the dark side at any minute. Yeah. Then they had versions of him where he was like, peace and love, man, I'm Quinlan Voss, let's, you know, let's mellow out. And then they had some versions where he was like Native Americans, where he was real into like using the, the spiritual side, and yeah, yeah, get back to Earth, that type of shit. So, I mean, they had a lot to fucking choose from as far as how they brought him to life. And from what I remember, it seems like they picked and choose, you know, and pieced together a personality form that's official. In this book so far, he seems more like a, kind of like a smartass or a, not a very serious person. Yeah, he seems real jokey and carefree. Right, he almost seems like a Han Solo type Jedi. Yeah, kind of. But, um, yeah, they talk about tracking down Zero and, um... Him and Obi-Wan meet up again, and they've got a real weird ball-busting... Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of cool, though, the, the little exchange. Like, he's, you know, he's kind of, like, uh, exasperated because Quinlan Boss is late, as usual, because he was busy, yeah. you know, daydreaming. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it's, it's a strange fucking relationship yeah. well, for Jedi yeah. to be real ball-busting like that. Then we jump into the meeting where shit goes down and... They lay it all on the line. Yeah, they hammer out the details of what his assignment's going to be, and and that's like the first time that you know he actually like kind of sobers up and is like, "Whoa, like you want me to do what? You want me to do what with who and the where?" Yeah. It quickly comes out who they want him to team up with because they don't think it's a you know solo mission. But before it comes, that comes out, we've got this eerie kind of look at the future. Where they're trying to figure out who's going to go and kill Dooku. And Yoda says he's not going alone. And who steps up and volunteers but Anakin. Mm-hmm. And right there, um, uh, Kenobi says, or Kenobi thinks right there of jumping in and putting a stop to it. Because he knows these two together would just be asking for trouble. And Well, yeah, because guess... they're, they're both like loose cannons. Exactly. Like you get the two the, the two Jedi who are least likely to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, been training Anakin for over ten years now. Or and, you know, trained him and been partnered with him and all that. So he's probably got a hint of Anakin's dark side leanings and knows that that switch could probably be flipped at any second. So he doesn't want to put him on a mission where flat out you're going to kill somebody. Somebody somebody who could easily seduce you. Yeah. If he pushes the right button. And right then and there, before Obi-Wan can say it, Yoda tells him, uh-uh, that shit ain't happening. Nope, you already fucked up once. <laughs> you had, He basically told him you had your chance. Uh-huh. And got your fool arm cut off. <laughs> Yoda says that, he says she. He has another person in mind, somebody who's closer to Dooku than anybody else. Which leads Obi-Wan to say, oh shit, not Ventress. Yeah, he knew exactly who he was talking about at that point. And, you know, just like anybody would think, like, this terrible idea just got a whole lot worse. Which, we were talking about before, this is leading them down a dark path. You see how far the Jedi have gone. Okay, yeah, Ahsoka teamed up with Ventress, but that's when she was booted out of the Order and trying to clear her name. You can understand that, sort of. These are Jedi at the height of their power, and they're like, fuck it, let's team up with somebody who is trained as a Sith. Yeah, somebody who has no problem doing wet work. Yeah, and it's not like Ventress was, I abhor the ways of the Sith, 
She was just cut off. Yeah, she was basically yeah, she was basically cut off because Dooku tried to kill her. <laughs> because so, he was so, ordered to. Yeah, so really she's just like mostly she's like fuck Dooku. Yeah, she's not fuck the Sith. Not yeah, not necessarily. So it's like, yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea, guys. Hello, can you hear me back here? Mm-hmm. Uh Voss gets his mission and his orders to run off and try to kill Dooku with which is kind of an interesting, the way they tell him to do it's kind of interesting. Like, so first you have to go and find Asajj Ventress. Okay, we don't know where she is. You're going to have to go find her. <laughs> and second of all, you have to get her to help you kill Dooku, but she can't know who you are or why you want to kill Dooku, really. There's so much uh, trickery so much that's, that's going to have to be involved in getting this to work. I don't. Like, this plan is really fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's convoluted and I mean, it's, it's fucking nuts. It's very interesting for a book, but... Yeah. Dude, <laughs> this, is episode, not, this is not a good plan. Yeah. For an episode, it would be kind of hard to swallow. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why it's, like, fucking eight episodes long. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, how do you fucking go about... Okay, you're a Jedi, but you can't tell her. You've got to find her. We don't know where she is. Mm-hmm. You've got to kill Dooku, but she can't. She can't know why you want to kill him. Uh, good luck. And she can't know how you know that she wants to kill Dooku. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a real fucking. Yeah, and like you can't, you can't just straight out come out and ask her and say, "Hey, you want to go kill Dooku?" <laughs> so, what's your favorite planet in the galaxy? Yeah, mine too. What's your mm-hmm. favorite kind of droid? Yeah, mine too. Who you want to kill? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your biggest enemy? Gonna... Like, if you could kill one person, who would it be? Oh, my God. You want to kill Dooku? I want to kill Dooku. I want to kill him, too. You know, I think we should team up and kill Dooku. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how how he, like, sweet talks her or manipulates her. And it was funny in the, the, the cafeteria scene where they're eating eating lunch and he's talking to his friend, that uh, uh, that Maran Jedi, and that yes, Obi-Wan yeah. comes over and... Yeah, and and Obi-Wan comes over and is like, hey, we need to talk about some more details on this. And uh, and he's, ta- he's basically telling her, like, telling him, like, um, she's really hot. So when you see her <laughs> and if, if you don't, like, pop a rod in front of her or something, she's going to think something's up. <laughs> she's going to expect you to hit on her. So you, you better hit on her. <laughs> and Voss is like, wait, aren't we supposed to not do that? Mm-hmm. And Kenobi's like, yeah, 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 we're not supposed to, but if you don't... Mm-hmm. She's going to know you're a narc. So, kind of do it, and Voss is like, but, and he's like, look, dude. Yeah, just do it. It's just, just do it. how she'll she like works. It. Don't ask questions. Yeah, she'll like it. She'll she'll shoot you down and think that she's in control, and you'll get, that's your in. And the other, the other funny part of that, about that cafeteria scene, is when Kenobi walks up. He kind of just looks at Dash and he's like, hey, kid, beat it. Adults need to talk. <laughs> right. And the dude's like, okay, my bad. I got to go. And I'm going to tell you right now, I just hate myself because I said my bad so easily. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's okay. <sighs> dude pimps off and then he's telling him, he's telling Voss like, okay, wear some sweatpants and kind of present it to her. <laughs> this is a no jeans mission. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make your eyes do that? Frizz Freeling thing where they bug out of your head. And have your tongue fucking drop down like your Gene Simmons. Be- <laughs> and Voss is like, I mean... I guess. If I've gotta, sure. Um, let's do it. I need- <laughs> uh, after Obi-Wan tells him that, Voss says, I think... That killing Dooku is going to be the easy part. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the way we just described this whole plan, that, that sounds like the easy Which, part. Which, I mean, I mean, we're over the top with it, but come on, it's not that far off. Yeah, yeah, we we're exaggerating, but like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull this off. How they how they get him to uh, convince her to help him do this and, and make it believable. And it's funny because we're talking about the way you've got a banter with Ventress. But the way Voss and Kenobi banter, it's like, can I get, like, a movie of this, please? Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, the greatest buddy cop movie ever. Yeah, I, I really am bummed that these never got 
produced into yeah. a, into a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you want to talk about bummed, the first page of chapter four, the first fucking two words of it had me bummed. Oh, I know. That's what I said. Like the first, <laughs> the first sentence of chapter four. I think I DM'd that to you when we were reading it because I didn't think you had got there yet, and I was like, "Oh my god, the first sentence of chapter four. Yeah. Which the chapter starts off level thirteen thirteen, and I was like, "Oh." Yep. And so for anybody who doesn't know, that's before George Lucas sold Star Wars and Lucasfilm to Disney. There had been this big fucking announcement about a new game they were making called Star Wars 1313, which was set on the one of the levels of Coruscant, 1313. And in that Ahsoka arc, that last arc of uh, Season 5, they went to level 1312. Yeah. So I saw that after, you know, George sold the company and everything, and I saw that and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're a fucking jiggling my balls but you're never gonna do it mm-hmm. i read this and it's like Aah! yeah and that game was like big shit because you were supposed to be well thirteen thirteen is the the level where a lot of like like gangster shit happens like a lot of illegal yeah. shit and it's basically 1313 levels above the core of the planet so there's like yeah. the core and then the, all the cityscapes are built on top of each other and so this is the 1,313th level of that. Which, even which, that, it's which like... Sounds, which sounds planet, like a lot. Which sounds like a yeah. lot until the next sentence when they explain to you that there's like 6,000 levels above that before you get to the surface. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, I know they've said the population of this planet before, but... I think the technical uh, number is an ass load. Uh-huh. This isn't like one planet. It's like 4,000 planets... Yeah, exactly. Like, the entire surface of the planet is covered, like, 6,000 times. So, yeah, yeah so it's like, like, like 6,000 planets each inside each other. Like nesting eggs. Exactly. And it's like, holy shit! But, yeah, 1313, it was a game that they were working on where supposedly you were going to play a bounty hunter, I think it was. Right, and then the, and then the unspoken truth was that bounty hunter was going to be Boba Fett. Was it, though? That's what most people were saying that that well, they were that they were designing it. They they weren't saying it and they weren't using the name, but that it, the intention was that you were going to end up playing as Boba Fett. See, I don't know if that's true or not because if you look at all that stuff from the game, the character you were supposed to be playing mm-hmm. looked an awful lot like Mark Hamill. Oh yeah. So well, I I think... don't know. I, I had heard that they were they were well, I mean, it's, they were redeveloping it to to do that. Like it, like it changed midstream. Yeah. Like somebody was like, "Well, hey, why are we creating a new character? We could just make them play Boba Fett. They would fucking nut their pants if they played Boba that's, Fett." That's that's entirely possible. But that first trailer they released at E three that year, mm-hmm. that had Mark Hamill's face in it. Yeah, which I think is like really the only the only thing that actually got made was that trailer. I uh, pretty much, yeah. And they're saying that there's a chance that that game could still be picked up and redeveloped and released. Right, or that it could be redeveloped into another medium, the story of it. True. The last thing I heard was from EA. There's, they were saying that they were looking at it as a potential future yeah, game. Yeah, it's not, not off the table. Which is like, okay, that's cool and all, but fuck... But yeah, I read that first fucking two words on here, and it's level 1313, and it was like, you son of a bitches, you're just fucking with me now. So yeah, this chapter started off depressing as fuck. Oh yeah, and, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's got Voss, Voss is the reason we're down on 1313, and he's going into the underworld to... Find a way to find Ventress. Right. He's looking for a lead. Yes, and who does he run across? Bosk. <laughs> he just happens to just sidle up next to Bosk at the bar. And I was like, oh shit, I know where this is going. And the funny thing is, right here it says the Trandoshan Bosk, Voss recalled, was known for hunting Wookiees with a viciousness and thoroughness that surpassed even the most, even that of most Trandoshan members of the Bounty Hunters Guild. 
mm-hmm. was I don't think he was, but we've seen that fucking Trandoshans in the Clone Wars loved hunting them some fucking Wookies. Yeah, it wasn't Bosk, but it was they were Bosk like. Yeah, they were other Trandoshans, which that's something that's interesting to me too. What the fuck is it about Wookies in Star Wars? In the old canon, in the new canon, why the fuck is everybody hunting down Wookiees and trying to enslave them? Um, because they're strong. Which, to me, is like, I'm not going to fuck with them because they'll rip my goddamn arms off. Yeah, but you get a couple of shot collars on them and they'll probably uh, they'll probably chill out. True. But yeah, that's something I've always noticed about Star Wars. They're always fucking trying to put Wookiees in chains and shit. Yeah, well, I mean, that started with with episode three really like the defeat of them on their home world yeah i think that's where the um well i guess that's not true because clone wars happened before episode three and they were they were capturing slaves wookie slaves are you talking about in universe now yeah okay yeah chronologically i don't know if it happened before that in some of the old eu shit either because, like I said, it it was in the old EU, and it's in the new canon, too. Everybody's trying to enslave Wookiees, mm-hmm. and I always noticed it, and it's like, that's weird. Anyways, let's get back to this. <laughs> um, He meets Bosk, who... At first doesn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, but he's, you know, somehow fucking convinces him through slamming Ventress, claiming she stole a job from him, which... Mm-hmm. I mean, how else do you get a bounty hunter on your side and be like... Did somebody steal a job from you? They stole one from me, too. Let's yeah. be super best buds. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Let's go get her. Yeah, the fucking bald banshee, which is an exact quote. Yeah, he called her the bald banshee. And he gets in good with Bosk and Bosk is fr- Bosk's friends. Might know where she could be found. So he takes takes Voss over to meet his friend. Friends. Mm-hmm. Because... We've met all of these bounty hunters before, and we're going to save the best for last, obviously. As if you can't figure out who it is. <laughs> Which, this one dude, I'm trying to find his name again, Embo, we've seen oh, yeah. him quite mm-hmm. a few times through the Clone Wars, and it's like, that's really fucking cool to me, that they keep bringing this dude back. Yeah, Embo is like the Boba Fett of the Clone Wars. Yes. Boba Fett's and not he... even the Boba Fett of the Clone Wars. <laughs> that first appearance, did he have that dog with him? That Anuba? I think so. The one that was like the Seven Samurai? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I don't you know, remember that Did you know, here's there. a piece of trivia for you, speaking of Embo. Do you know that that's Dave Filoni? No, I didn't. Yep, that's him doing the voice for him. Which I've fucking watched. I always check the credits, so I am I guess I did know it, but I, I don't think I don't think, they, I don't think he gets credit. I don't think he credits oh, himself okay. ever. No, he does. Does he? Every once in a while, he does take a credit on, on oh, the okay. show. Yeah, that one I'm not sure if he took a credit or not. I, I just remember them yeah, talking I, about it on, on RFR. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember or not. I might have known it, I don't know. Talking up my ass at this point. But yeah, we've got Embo, <laughs> who he's a tall, lanky dude, and he's got a hat that he uses, kind of like Captain America uses his shield, mm-hmm. which that I always thought was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. He was in like three or four different arcs of the Clone Wars. Then there's, what's her name, Lats Razzie? Is that her name? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Lats Razzie. Yeah, she had a, uh, she's got a um, grappling boa, which she was in that uh, train job arc from right. Clone yeah, Wars. With, with Boba Fett and Dengar and Bosk and, yeah, and her. So she's, yeah, she's part of Boba's crew. And then, was it, is she the, yeah, she's the one... She's got, like, strawberry blonde hair that's in pigtails, and then she kind of looks... She kind of look has a look of, like, she's a little girl. Yeah, I think, But yeah. she's all grown up, and she's fucking deadly as fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, we've seen all of them before. And then we get to the fucking fan favorite who I, long time ago in one of the type pods, fucking gave him the moniker of Bouncing Baby Boba. But he's all grown up, too. Sort of. Well, not... They said late. They say they say late teens. Yeah. Well, I fig- I consider what he was in Empire to be all grown up. Well, yeah, he's like fucking middle age almost in that one. <laughs> well, he would be in like his thirties, wouldn't he, or forties? I don't know. He's an old fuck. But yeah, Boba. They've got a fucking teenager as their boss, which 
that still that feels a little weird but a little cool well yeah i mean he's got the pedigree and you know i guess when you surround yourself with people that will follow you then you get to be boss yeah no shit i'm not saying he could take over anybody just anybody's crew but but if he tells them hey i'm in charge and they're like okay i guess that's how you get your crew yeah but it sure does feel like he took over um cad bane's crew yeah because wasn't boss part of no uh ig88 was part of cad bane's crew I think Bosk was too, actually, at one point. That was there was quite a few of them there, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember the exact. So I always expected. Moment, I always but... expected at some point in the Clone Wars we'd see Boba Fett kill Cad Bane and take over his crew. Yeah. But, I but hope that, 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 that at some happen. point we get a novel or a straight to video movie or something mm-hmm. where we see what happened to Cad Bane because it would it would feel kind of weird if all of a sudden. He shows up in Rebels too. Oh yeah. It would feel like a little bit too much of your chocolate and my peanut butter. Even though, you know, I like the character, it just it's a touch too much. Voss goes over and chats up Boba and But I like too how, how he's he's going he's walking up to this table with Boss and uh yeah. and he's like he's eyeballing each one of these people and basically going through their uh it's almost like the Terminator the way this reads. Like Yeah. Like in his mind, he's going like, "This is this person." Blah, blah, blah. And it, like their whole biography or their whole rap sheet like goes by in his mind. Like he knows exactly who all these people are and what they what yeah. their background is. I thought that was a cool way to introduce each each one. Yeah, and it's a it's a nice little nod, I guess, to the actual show without it being you know over the top or in your face. Mm-hmm. The droid. Who the fuck is the droid? Oh, I think they said his name is High Singer. Yeah, is that the little dude in the droid body, or who the fuck is it? No, I don't think so. I think that's new. I'll have to look it up. I, that That's something I didn't research. Um, okay. But I think that might be a new, a new character. Okay. What I thought was surprising is that uh, Boba Fett shaved his head. Yeah, that's fucked up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which, at some point, didn't... When he was in prison, didn't he have a shaved head there? Oh, did he? Maybe he did. So... Well, that, that's one of the weird things, because, you know, after episode two, we don't know what the fuck happened to Boba until he pops up in episode five. Well, so, you know, he... you know, after after episode two, you don't know what happens until he pops up in Clone Wars. Well, I mean, even even then, you don't really know what happens to him, because he just kind of pops up, well, yeah. tries to kill Mace, and then he's gone. He pops up, you see him with a shaved head. So it's like, we don't know if he picked up that style and dug it and kept it under the helmet. We don't know. Oh yeah, you don't know. I always imagined that he probably did like have have close cropped hair, like maybe not shaved, but short, like kind of Django, kind of like the clones do. Yeah, or like or like Django's was kind of short. Yeah, it's weird. You don't you never see a fucking clone with long hair. No, dude, they're in the army. <laughs> they can have fucked up sideways mohawks and shit, but <laughs> off the collar. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, it could be something, you know, like the the clones where, like you said, they're in the army and shit, so they keep it close, or if it's just left over from prison, or whatever the fuck it is. I want to know more about Boba Fett is what I'm fucking saying. And I was never one of those people that was a huge Boba Fett fan, until, like, Clone Wars, when he popped up and was like, oh shit, he's back, okay, now tell me what's going on with him, how does he get Slave 1 back, how does this happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He pops up here, and once again, it's like, so what the fuck happened to him from now until episode five? Well, he's, I mean, he's kind of like Wolverine. Once you tell once you tell too much, there's a line, and once you go over that line, the character's not, not that cool anymore. And they haven't uh, crossed the line for me yet, but I'm afraid that one day they will. I don't know. I mean, Wolverine's still fucking cool to me, even though well, he's we still, know. He's still cool, but that, that mystique is kind of gone, because you know, I mean, you know all about him. Well, I mean, this is, again, another debate for... The main show? Yeah. But I'm the type that I want to know everything. Give me fucking 12 books to read and three comic series and a movie to read and watch so I know everything. Yeah, I I do too. I'm just saying that after I've done all that, then I'm like, oh, hmm, maybe I should have kept some mystery. (laughs) Yeah, I've never really had that feeling. To me, it's more about the journey. It's more about the journey than the destination. If you fucking tell me a good story along the way... I'm fine with it because I can always fucking go back and reread all that fucking fun shit, rewatch all that fun shit, and it doesn't really bug me. 
So anywho, back to the book. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on target. Yeah, exactly. He goes over and he tells Boba, hey, this broad fucked me over. And Boba's like, oh yeah, she's fucked me over too. And Boba ends up just telling Voss that he heard where she's at. She's on Pantora uh, chasing down somebody. And Voss goes off to chase her and they're like, what a dupe. He doesn't know what he's in for. Good luck with that. And that leads us into the last part of chapter, what is it, four? Four, yep. Where we were first introduced to Asajj in this book. Which for the first time, as we can see on the cover, she's got hair. Yeah, which is strange because they're still calling her the bald banshee, but she has hair now. Which I guess goes to show you that nobody's seen her in a while. Well, good point. Yeah, she's probably not seen too often. She likes to stick to the shadows. Ha ha. Ha ha. And yeah, we see her chasing down her target on Pantora, which that's the planet with the blue people from the Clone Wars, right? Is Isn't it? it? Um, I'm not sure. I don't have my I don't have my interwebs device close by now, so I can't look it up. Oh, I I could be fucking that up, but I thought it was. Uh, the moon. Okay, this is a moon of Pantora. Or wait, no, it, Pantora is a moon. The moon. Here's the description of it. The moon was a was as temperate as the planet was icy and hostile. Okay, so, yeah, so this is a moon of... So Pantora is icy and hostile, so you're right. It probably is that. So, yeah, it's not far from there. So Papa Noida and all those guys are from there. Yeah, George and his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> which which I think that's funny that they include that. And I wonder if, you know, Katie included it herself, since, you know, that's where they're from. Well, it could be. She wrote an episode of The Clone Wars that that focused on them on that family exactly which she's always said that ventress was one of her favorite characters this is ventress's introduction into the book mm-hmm. i want i do i wonder if katie if she, like if she wrote handled all the ventress shit yeah could be could be they because don't really it's say funny to they, tie that they, in. yeah they don't really say who got credit on the on each individual but there's really yeah. only three three writers credited right so yeah, three writers for eight episodes. So what it might be is that all the specific Ventress shit uh, Katie wrote, mm-hmm. and like Filoni and the other dude, Matt, I forget his last name, they might have written all the other shit and just let Katie handle Ventress. Could be. And then, like, because if, if it's eight episodes, I, I said before, I don't know if it was an arc, one eight-episode arc, but they could have just... Broke it down, be like, okay, Katie, you'll get all the adventure shit, and then I'll take credit for this episode. He'll take credit for this episode, and you take credit for this episode. Because mm-hmm. it's it seems like, like I said before, this might be two arcs, but these three writers worked on them in like a mini writers room mm-hmm. and just split it up that way, credit wise. But anywho, Ventress is chasing down her prey. She's kind of just hanging out on top of a building, right? Well, kind yeah, of, kind of she's spying, traveling the rooftops, following him mm-hmm. until she gets down to his level and starts chasing him, ready to you know go in for the capture. But mm-hmm. before she can, what happens? <laughs> he gets he gets tackled by uh, somebody. Uh, yeah, and she she kind of fucking gets weirded out by it and is like, "What the hell is this?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's called a tackle." Mm-hmm. Turns out it's Quinlan Founder, right? And sniped her fucking... Yeah, it snagged her, snagged her uh, bounty. Yeah, which is what he was going around claiming she did to him. So I, I'm wondering if, you know, at some point he'll be like, hey, you fucked me over, so... Yeah, like that's how he's going to use it to get in. Yeah. Yeah, like and you stole, you stole one of mine, I'm stealing one of yours. Yes, 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 yes. From that right there, you know business is about to pick up because we've seen Ventress in five, six seasons of The Clone Wars... She ain't going to take too kindly to that. Yeah, she don't take no bullshit. They do talk about her um, being one of the Night Sisters and... Oh, right, when she's watching her from the yeah, building and she's watching all the... It. Yeah, she's watching all the couples in the in the square or whatever walking around, the lovebirds and the families and all that stuff, and she gets kind of a little mopey. Yeah, because her family's just fucking dead. Because who killed them? Dooku killed them. Which is just yet another reason why she hates them, because <laughs> he wiped yeah. out the Night Sisters. As yeah, as if fucking telling her, "Bye, bitch, you're done here." Wasn't enough. He's like, "And your family's dead." Ha ha. 
Their meeting is the end of chapter four. How do you feel about these two chapters and all the shit that's packed in them, especially chapter four? Well, I mean, obviously I thought it was, you know, uh, I thought these were a lot meatier chapters than the first two. The first two were kind of just set up. And these yeah. two are like really starting to get into some interesting shit. And it, it's like I said, I think I DM'd you and said, I wouldn't expect it to get all that interesting this quick. Boy, was I wrong. Because for me, it usually takes about 100 pages of setup. I've noticed it's like mm-hmm. 100 pages of setup. You've got the middle and then those last 100 pages, it's shit just flying at you. Mm-hmm. And it's breakneck speed. Here, they throw a lot of cool shit at you. Yeah, and I'm... I'm... Which... I'm really glad that they they actually do have some surprises. Like yeah. I didn't know I didn't know Boba Fett was going to be in this or make an yeah, appearance. I, mean, I didn't know. I've heard I, a lot of people talk about this, and that wasn't mentioned. So no, the only thing I've ever heard is the, is the is the big spoiler for the end. And yes, I'm not going to give away until we get there. No, but that's the only thing I've ever heard about this book. Really, uh huh. It seemed like everything else got swept under the rug, and mm-hmm. it's like we're what forty pages in. Yeah, we're forty pages in. A lot of cool fucking shit's happened. They've referenced a lot of shit. Fun shit's been going down. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens next. I want to I yeah. see what other cool little nuggets of backstory and cool little shit they're going to throw in. Additions to the mythos. Yeah, and it's going to... Everything that comes up, it's going to have me questioning, was this from the episode? Or is this from Christy Golden? Or no, I, is it from the story group? No, I think it's I think it's all from I would I'm gonna guess it's probably ninety percent all from the scripts. And all she did was yeah. flesh it out and make it fit together better. You know, give yeah. give give more uh prose because obviously the scripts wouldn't have been have very much prose and no. not, not a ton of description in it necessarily. Um, no. mostly Which dialogue. I, have you ever read any of the Clone Wars scripts? No. Aren't they like are they like extras on the Blu rays no. and stuff? No. No, but I was just wondering if any of them had been released anywhere or anything, and you'd mm. been able to read them. Not that I'm aware of, but it wouldn't be surprising if they had at some point. Although yeah. they didn't, they never really released a whole lot of Clone Wars merch. Which that was kind of depressing. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen some more, some more shit. Well, like for season one, they did a um, episode guide. Right. That well, was they, pretty cool. Yeah, and then everything like went online. Like the episode yeah. guides were, they they would do episode guides online and stuff. So I guess they figured, why pay to print books? That to me sucks because you've got the first one out there. It's got the movie in the first season. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have that detail for the rest of the series. Yeah, but I, I do doubt think they, there's any chance of that anymore. Yeah, I do think they include a lot of that in the. They they do include a lot of stuff in like the definitive guides that they put out. Oh, do they? I think so. I think they include a lot of Clone Wars stuff now. and I mean, it's not to the same level of detail as like an actual episode guide for for a season of the show, but yeah, you know, they, they do include a lot of that information. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Overall, you digging these episo- or episodes? <laughs> <laughs> these uh, chapters? Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm glad that I, I was I was kind of afraid I would be not into it. Yeah. Like when we picked this book, I was like, "Oh man, I hope I like it. <laughs> I hope I'm not just gonna fucking rip on this book the whole time." Well, for me, this and um, A New Dawn, those were the two books I was most excited for. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read A New Dawn yet, so this is my first entry into the new canon, other than obviously it, Episode Seven. Well, yeah, and I've read some of the new canon stuff, so that's probably why I was more apprehensive. Like I was, I started to read New Dawn, and it was. Hmm. Snooze. I was not into it at all. Well, I, start, that... I started to read. I started to read Aftermath. I didn't buy the book, but I I read like the first uh, chapter or whatever they put out, and I was like, Ugh. Oh yeah, that excerpt. Yeah, I was like, Oh, this this is weird. And then the reviews came in, and everybody was like, This is shit. This is like the fucking worst written book ever. So then I didn't even bother yeah, trying. I, and then I remember that author taking a lot of fucking shit for it, and he was like, Look, fuck off. Okay, I'm setting up a story. Yeah. But it's like, you've got to fucking service the story you're telling, not worry about the future. Well, and you've got to, you've got to know that like this, this is coming out in conjunction with one of the most anticipated movies of all time. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And like, 
it's supposed to be like, well, here's what happens before that. This is what happens right after one of the most successful films of all time, Return of the Jedi. Totally. I mean, and and even... and then it comes out and it's like a fucking wet fart. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're planning for the future. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to put... read the second book because this one sucked. Exactly. When you put Journey to the Force Awakens to Star Wars: The Force Awakens on the front, mm-hmm. that's fucking setting you up for failure. In its own, on its own, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of fucked the dude anyway. Yeah, and then I read, uh, what's the other one? Oh, and I read the Force Awakens novel, and that was like, P.U. That was so dry and so, like, yuck. And you've read Bloodline, haven't you? I've I've started to read Bloodline, and Bloodline was the first one that I started, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking good. That, from what I've heard, that and Tarkin are probably the best ones so far, other than this. Right. And Tarkin is, that's a new canon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that one. But uh, those other ones I read were all pretty stinky. So, I was like, oh man, I hope this one's good. A New Dawn, the reason I'm looking forward to that one so much is because John Jackson Miller is one of my favorite Star Wars authors. Yeah, and I mean, it's not bad, it just wasn't, I don't know, it... I'll have to I'll have to read it again because I do like those characters. I Future like book Rebels. Club. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it was just kind of slow and kind of not. Especially having seen like the first season of Rebels before I started yeah. to try to read it, it was like, oh, this is really isn't like the show very much. You know, it's not. There's not like tons of shit happening. Like, yeah, it's kind of slow. Like I said, this and A New Dawn are the ones that I was most looking forward to, and this is the only novel from the new canon that I've actually read any mm-hmm. of. And I'm really fucking digging it. I'm Me too. wanting to read more, which, I mean, I've read a lot of novels where it's like, well, I've started it. I got to finish it now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know, maybe 30% of the way through Bloodlines, and I kind of got derailed. And then we started this, so I didn't ever go back to it. Yeah. Um, but it starts really strong, and it's kind of slowed down a little bit where I'm at. But yeah, I, I think it's far superior well, to all the other ones in the new canon. Yeah. And it actually feels like Star Wars. It sounds like Star Wars. It sounds like Princess Leia. It feels like, you know, and that's what this book is so far. It feels like the Clone Wars. Exactly. Which, which, duh, they took it right from scripts for the Clone Wars, so why wouldn't it? Yeah. And, like, Clone Wars, we've talked about this before many times. Clone Wars added a lot of new spokes to the wheel. Clone Wars mm-hmm. fucking, especially with, like, the Night Sisters, which is, you know, part of Ventress's origin, a lot of that shit, if you would just play those episodes out of order, that would throw you for a loop. Because I remember when I first watched those, I was like, what the fuck? This does not feel Star Warsy at all. Mm-hmm. But they added a new fucking piece of clay to the ball, and now it's like, that's Star Wars. Right. It definitely was out of the box for the time. Yeah, so that really opened me up to being able to accept, you know, new different shit, which, I mean, it's kind of weird to say, since I've read, like, 40 of the novel, old novels already, Mm -hmm. but that opened me up to accepting a lot of shit as Star Wars in a way that some of those old books never did, because, like, there's a zombie novel in the old canon called Red Harvest, Uh Yep, and this... It's a problem I have with most zombie fiction. It just doesn't do jack shit for me. And that just felt totally fucking weird. Zombies in Star Wars doesn't work. But then there's that episode, that arc in season two where the clones oh, the brain get eaters. those fucking... Yeah. yeah. And they turn into zombies. And you've got those zombie fucking Geonosians. Mm-hmm. That works. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Clone Wars does a lot of good for the saga. I'm excited to read more. I'm hoping a couple of these chapters are really slow because <laughs> at the pace we're going, this is going to take us like 20 something weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take 22 weeks if we go two chapters at a time. Yeah, we may have to which, increase our pace a little bit. Yeah, and stop going off track. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, it's all fun. Now let's get to our thank yous. Yes. First of all, always thanks go to at the J Sarge for the intro that we use for both this and the main show. I mean, we're like, what, almost 20 times we've used it now? Still fucking works, man. Yeah. 
hasn't gotten old yet. Nope. Um, he's got a podcast again. Can't forget that. Jeff knows nothing. Jeff with one F, right? Right, one F. Uh, <laughs> it's on SoundCloud, or again, I think it's um on. I think he's got a site for it. Jeff knows nothing. Blogspot. Com. Mm-hmm. Again, Jeff with one F. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to it, it's pretty good. Yeah. He's got he's got a pretty cool uh, gimmick. Which is just, you know, somebody sends in a question. Yeah, he takes user-submitted questions, and he has his daughter pick one. He doesn't know what it's going to be, and she asks him the question, and he has to, like, come up with some bullshit explanation or answer to the question on the spot. Which? So basically, it's just him talking out of his ass for 15 minutes and trying to trying to uh, prove that he doesn't not know nothing. <laughs> that wait, he doesn't wait, not know right? nothing? Yeah. It's, the wording of it's pretty funny, though. <laughs> he does not know nothing. <laughs> it's all those it's all those years of college that allows me to speak good. Uh, you talk real good, like. Mm-hmm. And then, again, for our logo, thanks go to at Sherry Says. Yep. It's fucking pretty cool. Yeah, much like the music that hasn't gotten old yet, either. No, not We've at all. We've actually modified it a couple times into uh, slightly different designs for different uses and right now you can get it on merchandise at redbubble.com which there's all kinds of merch there yeah coffee mugs t-shirts well i mean not just that we've got the main show logo then we've got catchphrase merchandise oh right i forgot there's the uh the anywho anywho shirts and mugs (laughs) and whatnot and then let's see what else that was quote unquote designed by me yeah if you can call that designing i couldn't do it so why not yeah i guess so yeah thanks to sherry for that and then thanks to the two ladies that are really ladies who uh helped with the intro at batcat 37 and at tesd groupie yeah they did a great job see you next week bookmark it this has been a feature of jj2e media and TSDJA Productions. This has been a feature of TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media.